There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk, and I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. I serve as director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium right here in New York City. And today's edition is the fan favorite, Cosmic Queries. I've got with me Godfrey Danchima. Hey! Okay, Godfrey. What's happening? Welcome back. Thank you for having me, Ben. Danchima, that's Pleasure. Nigerian. Danchima, uh-huh. yes. It's, it's Via Tokyo, it sounds. Via Tokyo, Danchima. It's Danchima. funny, can I tell you something? What's that? At the... Uh, Japanese pronunciations are the same as African pronunciations. Like, for example, Fumi is a Japanese name, and Fumi is also a Nigerian name, same spelling. It could be, if I understand correctly, that Swahili, every syllable is pronounced, just as is the case in in Japanese. Japanese. All K's and U's and U's. Everything is there. You just just plow through the word and you get it right. There's a connection. Everybody's African, yeah. I don't know. I just made up this song. (laughs) Everybody's African. If you're using whether people pronounce words the same as reason for all being African, that would exclude the French. Yes, because everything's silent. Everything's silent. <laughs> My favorite of French is the word for water. There's, there's no, oh, ooh. so that's like arrogant. the lamest word there ever uh. was. Get, 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 put a constant. Give <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, give that, give that word some muscle. <laughs> if, you're, if you're thirsty, I'm like. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's French thirst. <laughs> Excuse, they're still so French, even when you're thirsty. Uh, 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 please, uh, I don't want to sound so aggressive. Uh. So today's topic, yes, uh, is it's space time. Space time, very nice. I like yes. space time. And here we go. Some of my best friends live in the fabric of space time. There it is. All right, let's, I haven't seen any of these, and it called from our social media. Okay, here we let's go. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kyle Yoakum, spelled with a C, but it's still pronounced Kyle, from Tennessee. Wait, I've heard that name before. Is he one of our Patreon people? He is your Patreon patron. Oh, yeah, so, so he bought his way to the top of this list. Oh, yeah, no. he's not He's not playing. <laughs> I mean, he got a lot of space time. I put money in that time. 
<laughs> I got a lot of money in that space. So no, you so better read. <laughs> if if you support the show, there are perks you get. You uh, do. You right do. on up the ladder. I mean, this is just one of them, but it's, there's others. It's yeah. great. I yeah. think he deserves it. He's yeah. always at the top. Yoakum. I love that Yoakum. last name. Yoakum. Okay, ready? Yeah. You might Give me some Yoakum. If Isaac Newton were alive again today, which of our more recent... I wouldn't be able to hold my pee. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be kind of nice. Yeah. To be gripping him like a fanboy. Yeah, no, I would totally... Yeah. Yeah, would but, you like touch his wig? Didn't they yeah, yeah, I would touch his wig, probably. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't touch it. Why, why are you getting me to say that? I would be no. Like, but you, I'm you not going to touch Laws it. of inertia, baby. Laws of inertia. No, nothing? Okay. <laughs> Come on, some thug that knows about... So he's like... Uh, no, Whoa. I'm not touching his wig. Okay, you're going to touch his wig? Okay. <laughs> if, sir, I Angela Davis came forward into the presence. Can I touch your fro? No. Oh, that's true. She would slap you silly. She would slap us silly. Okay. Even today. Right. If Isaac Newton were alive again today... Mm-hmm. Which of our more recent understandings about the universe do you think he might find most exciting? If you were to get to work with him on a particular project of your choice, what would that be and why? He was so brilliant, I would just I would present all the world's problems to him, no matter whether or not they were in physics, and just to get his brilliant mind to apply to it. Really? I've just I've, I've read his writings, and you can't... The hair stands up on the back. I don't have hair there, but if I had hair, it would stand up on the back of my neck because he was so plugged in to the operations of nature. Mm. He had an understanding. He had a sensitivity to what we knew and did not know and where the frontier was to ask questions. There's a whole section of one of his books, one of his books, Optics, wrote in seven, written in 1704. You understood it? Uh yeah. Didn't they talk differently out there? I don't know. I'm just well, so you learn how to read. You know, yeah. So the language was a little more classical. Yeah. For English, you know, yeah. at the time, yeah, not quite Shakespeare. Right. That was a hundred years earlier, but it's transitioning. And even the writing with isn't the penmanship yep. a little different? Yeah, penmanship is different, and yeah. even the printed words are different. Right. Some words are capitalized, and others are not. I do that in my Twitter stream, by the way. I capitalize certain nouns. Okay. I want to bring attention to. Like the V's would be like U's. Oh no, that's different. So that would that, that, that would be the U's would be like V's. He's like U's in, be like V's or whatever. In, in Roman times with the Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's annoying. Before the U was fully developed as a letter. Right. Yeah. It, it, it took somebody to go put a butt on it. <laughs> this is the evolution of language. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I would I would learn how to communicate with him. That wouldn't okay. be too hard cuz he's still speaking English. Okay. And so He'd be speaking recognizable English. Right? Yes. So, so I would just show him all the problems. We have a famine issue. We got this issue. But the problem is, and I've gone through this mental exercise many times. Yeah. You sit him down. Yeah. Okay. And he hears some car noises outside. He said, "What's that?" I said, "It's a car." And he says, "What's a car?" Oh, it's a horse-drawn carriage without the horse. So then he says, "Well, what draws it?" And I said, oh, an engine. And so, well, what's an engine? Well, it uses fuel. Well, what's fuel? Well, it's gasoline. Well, what's gasoline? Well, it's fossilized, ancient, dead, um, extinct. What's extinct? Oh. He said, none of these ideas existed in his day. Wow, but he'd be annoying. <laughs> wow. He'd be like, be like the, I, the eight-year-old kid yeah. who's asking questions. Right, I'd be like, shut he... up, Isaac. <laughs> Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> the law of inertia, I'd push him. I'd say we use chemical energy. 
Okay. And he says, what is chemical energy? And what is energy? Because energy was not a fully developed idea in his day. That would take another hundred years. Right. So, so conversation would be really, but he's a quick study. So I think, okay. Give him an afternoon. <laughs> he just kept asking you questions. Oh, no, and I, then it would be like, but what is that? <laughs> but what is that? And then, but what is that? Then he will emerge uh-huh. like the most brilliant person Once we got. Once he got it. Once he got it. And then right. if you said, Trump, what is Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Our top scientists have yet to figure it out. <laughs> Best laboratories in the world. So, so I think he would be very intrigued by Einstein's relativity, general theory, because those were extensions of his theories of his, his laws of motion and gravity. So Einstein's special theory of relativity is the continuation of Newton's laws of motion. Right. And Einstein's general theory of relativity is the continuation of Newton's laws of gravity. So he would he would be intrigued how his ideas failed, and then Isaac and and, and am I getting these? Am I mixing? Yeah, you got it right. His ideas failed, and 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 Einstein's picked up to take to regimes that he never even dreamt of. Do you think that uh, Isaac Newton would be a hater? Who would he be like this? Yo, oh man, they say yo. You know the stuff you were talking about. Well, this guy took it to the next level. You you think he'd be like, man, forget that dude, man. No, 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 I don't. You don't think he'd hate a little if bit? He said that he wouldn't say it that way. I'm sure there, there, there had to be some beef. Get this dude. Get that dude. Oh, he'd be like that bloke. That bloke. Oh goodness! I can't believe he actually took my theories. That ruffian. Shame on him. He took my publishing. That Nothing. ruffian. He was ruffian. He was in dispute with with um, Leibniz, who's a, a German philosopher, right? A mathematician who they they. Con- there's a contention between the two who invented calculus. Ah. By the way, Newton is not even best known for having invented calculus. That's how brilliant he was. That's how brilliant. Just, right, right. just calculus was basically on a dare, right? Friends said, "Why do the planets orbit the sun in a, in this shape and not th- this ellipse and not some other shape?" Right. He said, "I don't know. I'll get back to you. I'll get back. Here's I'll get back. Calculus. He comes back a month later. Oh, here's why. Well, how did you figure it out? Well, I had to invent." Integral and differential calculus. Answer your question. That I couldn't pass. Thanks, <laughs> uh, Isaac. Um, I, <laughs> what he invented something that you couldn't learn? <laughs> <laughs> for for him to see that, to see that if he was to see um um Einstein's whatever you call it. I mean, no, but he would feel like a failure though. He no, he wouldn't know because he was the foundation of it all. There was no industrial revolution without the intellectual. Muscle right. of Isaac Newton. So no, no, the so man there was would be... never any. So you said you talked about that German philosopher. Sorry huh? for cutting you off. And they they they, they dispute each other. They, they disputed, and it's clear they came up with it independently of one another around the same time. That's just all. like Einstein around the time Bohr's and all those guys, Madame Curie. They were Bohr, all hanging out. Everybody's out together. Each other, right? Yeah, in fact, if Einstein, Heisenberg, uh, Heisenberg, Heisenberg. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Werner von Heisenberg. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know if there's a von. Uh, you have one more time. I don't huh? know if there's a von in there, but <laughs> you just put a von. I don't in think. There. I think they just put in a von. Actually, <laughs> I think it's just Heisenberg. Yeah. It sounded like it needed a von. Right? <laughs> what to put uns at the beginning? Uns von. Whatever any of those mean. <laughs> you know what my name? My name is in German is Gottfried. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Like Gottfried. It means God's gift of peace. Gottfried. Oh really? Und yeah. 
out. <laughs> okay. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't Mr. know. Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, nine. No. Nine. 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 <laughs> I, but they had, I thought they, because I know when I read, I actually went, read Walter Isaacson's biography on, um, on Einstein. Einstein, uh-huh. And so. One of many great biographies we, he's written, yes. including of Steve Jobs. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh-huh. So I, I saw the picture they all took. It was Bohr's. Um, Heisenberg, oh, all those guys, hitters. Adam Curie, Pierre, all of them. I say they all hung out with each other. They all hung out, and they discovered the modern physics. Yes, the birth of quantum mechanics. Unbelievable. The birth of relativity. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, they were all haters a little bit. I don't know. They all hated on no, each no, other. No, no. You know what it is? It's friendly competition. That's, That's true. That's, That's true. That's true. That's all it is. Okay, next. All right. Next question. That was awesome. Right. Two com- uh, warring football teams. They don't really hate one another, really. No, yeah, uh, on the field, yeah, maybe, but afterwards they're they're having a beer. You sure? Yeah, they're having a beer. Mm, yeah. Who are you talking about? I don't know. Cowboys <laughs> and Giants. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, next one. Steve Latham, Facebook. Steve Staffordshire, England. If the shape of the universe is hyperbolic or hyperbolic, hyperbolic. Thank you. Hyperbolic, paraboloid. Then why doesn't the universe expand evenly? Uh, as far as we know, the universe is expanding evenly. Uniformly is the right word. So wherever you are, you will measure the same expansion rate of the universe. Okay. No matter what. And so that would mean it's expanding uniformly. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he thinks there's a problem there. Uh, it's a sheet. Well, the two-dimensional version is a sheet. And right. We all pull on the edge of the sheet, and we all start pulling. Right. Okay, and... Dots on the sheet will all start expand, moving away from one another, right. all at a uniform rate. And so that's how we measure this. We see this. So, yeah, no, we're not, it's not a problem. You think that it was just a bad question? There are no bad questions. There are no bad questions. <laughs> okay, all right. But these, this is a serious question, though. No, no, people do, do, they do serious homework Hyperbolic, yeah. paraboloid. Wow, it's nice. That sounds like a problem, like with your bladder. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I got it's an ointment. <laughs> fix, fix that right up. Got hyperbolic paraboloids. Do you have hyperbolic paraboloids? We got a new salve for you. <laughs> it sounded or like suppository. a suppository. Yeah, suppository. yeah. Suppository. No more hyperbolic paraboloids. Okay, here we go. Next one. This is Phil Sassy. Sass? It might be Phil Sass. I don't mean to pronounce mispronounce his last name. Phil Sass from Georgia, USA. All right. If we decided to launch a manned exploration spacecraft, how long would it take for it to explore the entire galaxy, and how could we prep prep it for such an undertaking? Yeah, it depends on how fast you're going. <laughs> now, if they manage to go the speed of light, they won't age, but we will. So at the speed of light, it would take 100,000 years to cross the galaxy. So we're all dead, and none of us will remember that we ever launched you anywhere. So... That's at the wow. speed of light. Speed of light. So stuff is... Speed of light. Yeah. Okay, so now, let me reshape the question a little bit, because okay. there's an interesting, um, there's a fascinating avenue that comes out of this. It turns out that if you created a robot that could use resources on the planet it lands on to replicate itself, uh-huh. so to make two robots... Mm-hmm. And then send one robot off to another planet. Right. Okay. Let's say three robots. Send off two, one stays. Yeah. So then they then make two robots. Okay. And if you keep this up, you can populate the galaxy over an what we call an evolutionary lifetime. 
So over much less than the age of a star. Okay. So <clears throat> over hundreds of thousands, millions of years, yeah. you can significantly populate the galaxy. Right. And this led to what was at the time known as the Fermi paradox. Because any alien who could do that would have done that by now and easily have populated the entire galaxy in the time the universe has been around. Right. So he asked, where are they now? Right. How come they're not among us? So I have two responses. One of them is, maybe we are they. Oh. That was nice. Like that. Ooh. Or uh, the one I just say all the time because it's like it's a cheap and easy crack at our species. So maybe they did come and take a look and conclude there's no sign of intelligent life on Earth. <sighs> That's so mean. No, it's look at these dummies. We're out. I know we're out. We out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Going to China. Mount. We out. <laughs> Two minutes left on this segment. Let's okay. Go. Boom. Okay. How many physicists does, does it, it take? take to change a light bulb? <laughs> That's Hunter G. Hornet. Facebook. How many physicists? How many physicists does it take to change a light bulb? Yes. Since it's physicists um, who invented the LED. Right. Going forward, the physicist will never have to change the light bulb. It will burn longer than their lifespan. Boom. Next. <laughs> What you get a little smart little question, little Wait, so just in all fair. So, two Nobel prizes ago, or one Nobel prize ago, the Nobel Prize in Physics mm. was to a team of physicists who invented the blue light emitting diode. We had had a green mm -hmm. and we had the red. Okay, okay, we never didn't have a blue. Now that we have the blue, we have RGB. You can make any color at all using LEDs, Whew. and Sick. that. Blew open the entire lighting market. That's why you go. You can't even get a b light bulb that you need to change. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a, right. in a hardware store. Right. Am right. I right? You're right. You're right. Oh, that's it. That's it. So if you ask me, how many physicists does it take? They were clever enough to remove the meaning of the question itself. Oh man, I love that. This cosmic way of destroying that dude. Oof. That was awesome, Hunter. Whatever your name is, <laughs> I think you're slick with your little jokes. <laughs> no. Teach you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> we got Here we go. Wait, 20 go seconds left. I don't, okay. Okay, okay ready? Okay, go, go. Okay, ready, 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 ready. okay, wait. Does space-time have limit, or is it infinite? If we're on a spaceship going faster than light, would we stop eventually because we reach the edge and there is no more space nor time? This is guy is Sipo uh, XO Instagram. Whoa. Well, there's no time to answer that <laughs> in this segment. Okay. You'll have to wait until the next segment of Cosmic Queries on Star Talk. We'll see you in a moment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. 
see what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. We're back on Star Talk. I got, got this free... Manjimo. What, what was your last Manjimo. name? I'm sorry. I had a That's okay. hilarious. That's why I'm Godfrey. Godfrey, just Godfrey. And Chimo. You said Manjimo. Mandingo and Bingo. You remember 900 billion galaxies. That's it. Manjimo? Excellent. Now. You're there. Okay, ready? So, we, we let, there was a cliffhanger there. Cliffhanger, yeah. So, we want to know, was there an edge to the, the universe, universe yeah. if you just kept traveling? Yeah. So, uh, so, here's the thing. We do not know how big the actual universe is. There is the size of the universe we see. Mm-hmm. And light from the edge of that universe has been traveling for 13.8 billion years to reach us. Now, of course, over that time, the universe has expanded. So the actual universe is bigger than that today. It's bigger than that. But you have to ask, beyond that horizon, is there more universe to be found? We can only assume yes, but we don't know for sure. But is that, isn't that just... And it could be infinite. And and here's why I say infinite. Let me tell you why I say infinite. Uh Because infinity makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. You know, the biblical version of infinity is eternity, right? Right. Right. That'd be a new car. There's a word. Eternity. No, that's a... a, uh, The the, the fragrance. The fragrance. (laughs) 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 They're they're more science words. Yeah. The event horizon. Yeah. Once you get close, yes. you you are in people eternally want to embraced. People know that it's second an immortal, like a immortal thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, that cosmic word, infinity. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. So, um, and they want it big because there's also infinitesimal, but infinitesimal. Nobody's, nobody's naming anything that. Infinitesimal, yeah. Yeah, yeah nobody's naming that. Right. So, so... <laughs> The infinitesimal. So you go out there, and we we don't know. We say infinity because we don't have any reason to give any other value. What I'm going to say, it's 138 billion light years across. We have no reason to... Well, just say... You have to say infinite. No reason to assign one number versus another, so we just say infinite until until we have better reason. You have to say infinite because you can't go over there. You can't, you do everything from Earth. You can't. Maybe easily, one day. No, you Don't be, be such a Luddite. Man, you're trying to go to Mars, man. We've been to Mars no, you had, many times. Yeah, not a person. Our robotic emissaries well, have. Yeah, okay, you got your robot over there. Okay, there that's you go. a little G.I. Joe, whatever over there, right? That's right, you got it. Saying, but you can't, that's a smart thing that astronomers say and all you guys say because I would say it too. I go, it's infinite, man. 
No, but I say it's infinite only because I can't justify giving any other value to it. And so we just say this infinite until we have a better. You're not saving argument. your own ass by saying that. No, because like, yo, it's infinite. Then if you said, listen, it's one hundred thirty-eight billion, then they they can't wait to go. You lied. No, you no, told me. No, because I didn't say it is infinite. I said we have no reason to think it isn't. Okay, that's different. Ooh, I like what you I like that little Elvis thing you just did to me. Elvis do this? I did. You said it's infinite. <laughs> oh, infinite. <laughs> don't don't forget, baby. It's infinite. <laughs> Next question. I think this is this is guy David Hamilton. I think this is one of the toughest things to wrap my head around. When we talk about space curving or warping, are we talking about something permeating everything we see that bends and warps? Yes. So what is it made of? And does that mean on some level space isn't truly a vacuum? He's from uh, Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. Yes. Fantastical. <laughs> the world's largest radio telescope was in Puerto Rico. What? What part? Arecibo. Arecibo? Yes. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. But you're not going to ask who's got it now? Who's got the biggest? Okay, market? who has it now? Who has it now? China. What? So if Me? aliens are going to talk to us and we need the most sensitive radio yeah. telescope, Chinese are going to hear the aliens first. So the Chinese are going to hear it first. Yeah, that's right. First of all, if the aliens hear the Chinese, they're not going to know. <laughs> Chinese. Chinese is hard. Hee-haw. <laughs> and then it's chow, chow, chow. Whoa. Aliens will be like, whoa, let's go back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to learn Chinese. It's tough. It's hard. It's hard. Very, it's the hardest language ever. Even though more people know that language than any other. You know what I'm saying? So how hard could it be? It, <laughs> It has to be. I'm hard. just saying. But you got to be Chinese. One point three. Oh, <laughs> no, you got to be. No, I'm just saying. One point three billion people speak Mandarin. Whatever the eight hundred million, whatever is the number. Man, and that is. I'm trying to learn it. Okay. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao ma. Ni hao ma. You say hen hao. She she. She she. Pukachi. You said thank you. I said you're welcome. Okay. Ah, watch this. Washer Megoren. I am American. I just said that. Wash your megoren. Wash your megoren. There you go. Oh, are you like you did it? Yeah. Now you put me in the middle of Chinatown. I, you know, I'll just I'll point to the food I'm gonna well, just, buy. Just do karate moves. <laughs> Karate's Japanese. If I, I no karate Japanese kung fu. <laughs> but I can sound like Chinese. I can literally sound like I'm speaking Chinese because it's tonal, dude. Tonal. It's tonal. It's Good. five tonal. It's five tones. And watch, watch this. Watch how I sound like I know Chinese. Watch this. So was that gibberish? No, nah, that's uh, Kung Fu movies. Okay. <laughs> that's gibberish, though. It's gibberish. There's a video yes. of a guy speaking English gibberish. Oh, yeah? And it is, it is mind-blowing. So it is what English sounds like to a non-native speaker. I love that. So how's it? Do you know? Oh, it's, it's like... I should understand this, but, but not really. Nothing makes any sense exactly. at all. But there's no accent. You don't hear usually if there's an accent trying to speak right, English, right. but you can't understand them. It is a, it is a perfect American accent, but nothing is coming out. Nothing meaningful that's, is coming out. That's he speaking Trump. Yeah. So <laughs> Trump speaking Trump. That's what he's speaking. Moving his mouth, but no real content. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Total disaster. Wrong. There's some bad hombres out there. 
overwhelmed. <laughs> did I answer the question yet? Yes, you did answer the question. What was the question? I oh. forgot the question. Oh, <laughs> what was it? It was, uh, he said, that, that, that it's about the uh, space curving. Or oh, the curving. 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 No, no, I didn't the... answer the question yet. You so, did. No, you so did. space, yes. so Sorry. the idea that space is curved is hard for us to see because we're embedded in the space. Right. So, of course, it's hard to see. In the same way, it's hard to know that Earth is round because we're kind of, in a sense, embedded in the surface of that curve, and we are small relative to it. If we step out of the dimensionality and look back, yeah, there's the round Earth. That's what we did when we went to the moon. There's the round Earth. You stepped out of the surface of the Earth. If we step out of the dimensionality of our universe, you would see all the curvature manifested by all the mass and the total curvature represented in the universe itself. Amazing. So it, it's all a matter of your, your point of view. Well, it's like a crappy relationship. You have to step out of it and say, what the hell was I doing? <clears throat> With, and sometimes you're in a crappy relationship <laughs> and you don't even know until you, when you're some in, distance. Right. You, you think it's normal until you don't. Until, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. That, you did. That was great. Let's do it. Okay. We're moving on, right? Here we go. This is Lucas Meza Nova Instagram. From Colombia. Colombia. Oh, yeah. We'll get Colombia. The, 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 uh, not it said, not Colombia, Colombia. Colo and I got it. I know how to pronounce Colombia. Oh, no, that he said it right there. Well, he's trying to make sure. Yeah, he was like, it's co Colombia, not Colombia. Whatever. Ready? Even though I think it's named after Columbus. Okay. No, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's a Some theories say that our universe is a 3D hologram of another universe with more, more dimensions. How would this affect space-time? Is there a proof of this? No, there's no proof, but there's a very cogent argument to support it. Mm. And so the, the idea is that the surface of an event horizon is the complete record of anything that ever have pa having passed through it. So that it is the sort of the ghost of all things. And so you can ask, have we pass through some other event horizon. The horizon of the universe can be thought of as kind of like an event horizon of the universe itself. And so if that's the case, mm -hmm. then we could be shadows to a higher dimension on the edge of the event horizon that they observe. And so it's been called a holographic uh, principle. We're shadows. Yeah, it's been suggested that that we might is the case. Shadows. Yes. So that means... This is very pl Platonic. Plato okay. imagined a world where you're in a cave mm -hmm. and there's a campfire mm -hmm. and all you can do is look in the adjacent wall and you see shadows, right. your own shadow and the shadows of others. So if you only see the shadows and that is your reality, then look at how much you're missing when someone else comes in and say, wait a minute, there's a campfire there and there are people with clothing on and there's all this, but all you see and know is that wall that is your entire existence. So could it be that everything we see and think is real is just a projection of a much more textured, higher dimensional reality? And in fact, we are, we are blind, deaf, and dumb to it all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> that was good. You answered it. 
It's amazing. But Ricardo Montalban would be Montalban. would be proud. Smiles, everyone smiles. Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> only Montalban. if you only if you have Corinthian leather. Yeah. Yes, okay. Broke down the Montalban. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you pull out the Montalban, Montalban. <laughs> there's, no, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. <laughs> Boss, the plane. The plane. Yeah, the plane, the cosmic run. I, I was there. I was there. You were there. I was there. You ready? Yeah, go. This guy, he's an interesting last name. Jeff Sosteresh. Sosterek. It might, because it's like, I think it's Polish. Sosterek. I don't know. He's from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere in the universe where you can find a Usually, zoo- yes. If there- <laughs> no matter what follows in that question, <laughs> the answer is probably yes. Okay. <laughs> Is there the universe is large? It's old, yep. and stuff happens in the yep. universe where you can find a zero state of energy, perhaps where even the cosmic background radiation does not permeate. Man, these questions are something else. Ooh, so They're that would be that you, would man. be an absolute zero. Um, we, as far as we know, the vacuum of space mm-hmm. uh, is a seething ocean of what we call virtual particles that are that are predicted by quantum physics. And quantum physics has been right in every other way it's ever made a prediction. So we have high confidence that what it's saying is true. But as long as you have particles, even in the vacuum, there's going to be an energy level there and you never actually get to perfect zero energy because of the quantum. And so the quantum prevents it. We would need some higher theory of understanding of the universe that might enclose quantum physics right. that will enable us to get to places that our current understanding does not. But right now, there's no way to get to a perfect zero energy because every state, even the zero energy state, has a probability of having real energy. Wow. Quantum physics requires it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Nah. Yeah, quantum physics, everything bows to quantum physics. Always. At the end of the day. Well, yeah, invisible math, man. Invis- where you get this from? Invisible math. There's math that can describe invisible things. That's what I mean. That, but That's the math like, itself is not invisible. I like, I like all where are you getting this? Math. It's no, the I'm, not invisible, accept- I'm not accepting. I'm not accepting. Mathematicas I'm not going there. No, you don't like to call it invisible math? No. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not there. Well, I call it, it's invisible to me because I don't want to see it. Okay, because you look the other way. <laughs> That's why I call it invisible. Because I suck at it. Here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. I suck at it. We observe weird stuff happening in the lab. Yeah. And for people who hate math, this must freak them out. Oh. So we have scientists of the day saying, hmm. Let's attach math to this to make it easier, <laughs> so we can bring bring some understanding to oh. it. So the mathematics of quantum physics is an extraordinary achievement of the human mind. It's, it's yeah. yeah, that's another brain that you. That's something I don't have. That no, but maybe you brain. did, and you. It still has to be found. You think that I could bring that out? I can get good at um, quantum physics. I think the mathematics. We can all always get better. No, I think whether or not we can become great at anything. We can always become better I think at. You're it. naturally good at math. I don't think. I think it's a natural knack. It is. There's people I knew in grade school, like some some guys I knew and girls that would just do. They didn't even study. They didn't even study. I had to use the teacher's example and flip the page over to do a to math. Look at the at the <laughs> answer in the back well, of the my book. My friends were just certain guys. They were just naturally good at it. You know that. Come on, you're naturally good at math. I I spent a lot of time at home reading books but you're, on math. But, 
Yeah. Does that mean I'm naturally good? Does that mean I'm naturally you, uh, curious and I happen to apply that curiosity to math and, and therefore got higher grades in math than you did? What were you doing when you went home after school? I was confused. <laughs> so I just kept watching cartoons, man. You know what I mean? And there's stuff that you were reading, you were probably reading. I was reading. Theoretical, I was reading theoretical stuff stuff. about mathematics. I was reading math, yeah, I was reading. You naturally have an inclination for that because you were naturally gifted for math. That's I had what it is. curiosity in childhood that I that never left me. Guess what I, I watched? I watched yeah. comedies, man. I so did. I love I You love comedy comedies. too? You're a funny guy. But I continued my funniness in that way, comedian. You Funny guy, but astrophysicist. Because you're amazing at math and invisible math. Because you see the invisibility of it. Okay. Uh, you made your case. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, what's the next question? Ugh. Nicholas Lambert, uh -huh. Facebook. Why is dark matter presumed to exist when modified Newtonian dynamics is able to account for most of the missing mass? Have physicists forgotten the principle of Occam's razor? Occam's razor. Occam's, I'm sorry. Occam's razor. When we come back to Star Talk. We'll see you in a moment. Welcome back to Star Talk. I got Godfrey. Yo. Godfrey the comedian. Yes. Twe tweeting at Godfrey Comedian. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Do you do Instagram? Can I? I'm, I'm co yeah, you got Instagram? I'm comedian. I'm comedian Godfrey Instagram. Oh, so what? Someone else was Godfrey comedian Instagram. I I, I I did that, and I don't know how to get into that. I I didn't. I messed myself up. Oh, okay. All I right. didn't know. I don't know how to get into that old account, so I had to go comedian Godfrey. Oh, all right. I'm stupid. All right. Comedian Godfrey Instagram. Yeah, I got Instagram, but I'm I'm not yet live on it. I'm gonna be. Oh, I got a whole lot of be, stuff I want to post. I'm sure you're not worried about. I'm, got, I'm gonna, gonna be, post. I'm putting you on my Instagram though. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we got questions here. Someone yeah. asked about. Yes. Dark matter and modified Newtonian gravity as awesome. a solution in Occam's razor. Right. So Occam's razor, there was like, I think it was Earl of Occam. Okay. British fellow. Right. I think he was British, who uttered the following words, multiplicity ought not be posited without simplicity. Okay. Which is, what he means is, I think I got that quote right. What he means is, if you have an explanation for something right. that is long and complicated, right. and someone else has a really simple explanation, yeah. the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. Gotcha. That's all. Okay? So, for example, let's take uh, epilepsy. Okay. Before we understood epilepsy, there you are writhing on the ground, and so people had an argument for it. Well, the creator of the universe yep. uh, in the Judeo-Christian tradition has a nemesis called the devil, and that devil has occupied the body of this particular person because of the things this person has done. Right. Okay? Or the brain is misfiring in its neurosynapses. Okay? Right. So this this is what we're contending with. Right. Right? So there you have it. So uh, in the movie The Exorcist, it's like, <laughs> this is the 21st century, the 20th century, I think. Um, we got this one. Yeah. All right. So... Um, the the notion there is there's a modif you if you modify Newton's equations of gravity, then you don't need to posit dark matter to explain things okay. in the universe. And it would mean that our understanding of gravity was flawed in this way, where when we corrected it, we wouldn't need to invoke this magical, mystical thing called dark matter. And so it turns out you can can modify Newton's laws of gravity to explain some 
of the places where dark matter was otherwise invoked. There are other places where it fails completely, and we have no way around that. We don't, with the modified, you can't modify Newton's gravity in the same way to account for it. And so that's why we all haven't jumped on the bandwagon adding terms to Newton's equations of gravity. That's why. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to keep yeah. going. Okay. I like that one. Go for it. Here we go. Adrian Gray Martson from California. California. We currently can go. We can. Wait, I'm sorry. We currently can only go forward in time with regards to black hole trichnology. Given trichnology. What, trichnology. Whoa. Whoa. Nice. Given what little we know about dark matter and dark energy being our physics opposite. Do you think our future insights and education on all things dark will grant the option to move backwards in time? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh all things dark. Man. All right. And, and black hole technology. What is it? Black hole tech. It's black hole trichnology. Trichnology. Okay, Ow. so it turns out uh, if you, you can warp the fabric of space and time. By the way, I have been told this. I have not double-checked the math. Mm -hmm. These are people whose math, in other cases, I trust implicitly. Uh, so that there's a configuration of curved space-time where if you go around a black hole in a particular trajectory and come back around another one, you can actually go back in your own space-time. and So effectively go backwards in time. Okay. But it's, it's still a little bit mis mysterious to me. Okay? I got people who do this. I'm not the one who does it. Right. Okay. As a colleague of mine, J. Richard Gott III, okay. who I actually am co-author on in a book that was just released. Right. Princeton University Press. There it is. <laughs> What's the title? That title. <laughs> Welcome to the Universe. Yeah, yeah. An astrophysical tour. Ow! Just at a local bookstore near you. I'm going to no, get it. No. So, no. So, in there, he talks about these solutions to Einstein's equations where you go back in time. But they involve very exotic trajectories. The point is, the bigger point of the, of the question is, We've got dark matter. We don't know anything about it. Dark energy. We don't know anything about it. And who knows what else we don't know anything about. Right. That's kind of the fun part of not knowing about something. Not even knowing that you don't know about something. Right. Okay. So, with all of this, could it be that once all of that's figured out, we could have access to the past? I can't rule that out. I will not rule that out. Almost everything we've discovered that came about from profound ignorance yeah. has transformed civilization. Think about the discovery of electricity. Whew. What it has done. Yes. It's the, probably the greatest thing to ever happen it's to civilization. I can't even imagine can't not having Imagine. Lights. I can't even imagine not plugging stuff plugging in. Plugging stuff in, flicking a switch. Flicking a switch. Right. Don't know how it works, don't care, it's here. It's not even, and, it's, and we've made it into something that's not even only about light. Movies and... Movies, just everything. Everything. Okay, so this is harnessing something that previously we ran away from or didn't understand. So, so I look forward to a future where dark matter and dark energy come to be understood. But then that only puts us in a new place to stand, possibly observing new unknowns that today are yet to be dreamt of. All right. I like that. Maybe access to our past. Lurk, lurks say. among those unknowns. Hey, I like that. Next. Right. <laughs> Here we go. I like this one, I think. Gonzo, Gon, oh no, Gonzalo Martin, Facebook, from Chile. 
Land of the Stars. That'd be uh, Gonzalo Martin. Yes, Martin. How do you know him? You know him? No. <laughs> Did I say Martin? No, you said Martin. Martin. It's, it, Martin. We were in South America. Martin. I thought he wanted to be American. <laughs> it's Martin. Martin. And he, says, sorry. and he says Land of the Stars? He said Land of the Stars. My all the data that went into my PhD thesis was obtained in the Andes Mountains of Chile. Wow. That's deep. Cerro Tololo Inter-American Observatory. Ow! Outside of the town of La Serena. Fantastico. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I wish I could say it that good. You say that good. I, I'm not even trying. I try. Spanish. It was my. I studied Spanish in college. Fantastico. Fantastico. No, see, that's better. That's, I can't do that. I can't even. But come you in. do the whole universe thing smooth. Like, do you do your title of your book? Go ahead. Welcome to the universe. See what I'm saying? Like, my, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. Fantastico. Fantastico. Okay, ready? All right, go. If sound won't travel through space. How does the sound of celestial bodies, whoa, whoa, wait. If sound won't travel through space, how does the sound of celestial bodies can be listened? To? Yes. To, I guess it just said listen. Yeah, no, um, it's yeah. because we are not consistent with our vocabulary. We, are, we play loosey-goosey with our words. Okay. So when we say, let's listen for aliens, who are send us radio waves, it means we're pulling out a radio telescope trying to detect electromagnetic waves, light, sent by them from another place in the galaxy that has now trapped, and this signal has traveled through the vacuum of space. We can then turn that electromagnetic signal into sound if you want, but that doesn't mean they're making sounds. They're making electromagnetic energy. And so the, we have the unfortunate word radio because radio became not only the name for the light waves, it became the name of the object that brought you radio waves turned into sounds. So we hear, we hear the word radio and we think sound. The astrophysicist hears the word radio waves and we think radio wave light. So, so we've been sloppy. I feel, I feel bad. We're sloppy. No sound moves through space in the okay. vacuum of space. Period. Okay. Period. Even if we say that we're listening. Sound, but with sound waves. Sound can't travel through, sound needs a medium to vibrate. Right. To transmit itself from one place to another. That's right. So, so like, for example, let's say a comedy club. You need a, 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 a particular building for sound to travel, right? Is that how microphones work? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought I had it. What? You said your sound needs a medium to travel through. Uh, uh, air is a medium. It travels right. through the air. Air right. vibrates. Okay. Yeah. So what did you just say? I just got confused. I said air propagates sound. Right. Okay. But light does not need a medium to propagate through. One of the great gotcha. discoveries of the 20th century that this is not necessary. It can travel through the vacuum of space, which is why the the sign on every broadcast door that says on the air on the air, right? Oh, they're on space. Okay. The, the radio waves don't need air. Oh. It doesn't need it is technically on the air, but the air is not carrying it. If you're in the moon, it could still you could still broadcast your TV and radio and and there's no air. You'd have to say on the vacuum of space. Got gotcha. you. 
Okay, I guess I was confused. Well, that's just a weird thing. But yeah, it's a weird thing. Okay, but in comedy club, you speak. It goes through the microphone. It comes. It gets converted into electrical signals. Comes out through speakers. Right. Some people hear you directly through the air. Other people hear you through the speakers through the air. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Oh, we gotta do lightning round. Oh, three minutes left. Okay. Minutes left. Lightning round. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Oh, if we built a time machine, what's the best way to log time? Isn't it the same as Earth years? Ooh, if you have access to your timeline, there is no logging of time because time is a permanent fixture in your life. Okay. <laughs> Bam. There you, you go. How would you explain? In the same way when you're looking at a map, Yeah. you're not logging distance because the whole map is just right there. Boom. You just see New York to California. It's just all there. Right. You're not logging distance from New York to California while you're looking at a map any more than you would need to log time looking at your entire timeline of your life. Boom! Hit it. Uh, Theodore Smith, how would you explain space-time to a non-scientist or an atomist who is generally bad but fascinated by physics? I would say, sir, that... Is it a sir? Yes. What's his, what's his name? Uh, Theodore Smith. Theodore Teddy Smith. Teddy, if... Teddy, you have never been at a place unless it was at a time... And you've never been at a time unless you were at a place. Recognizing that fact, you will understand that space and time are forever intertwined with one another. You've never said, I'll meet you at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Where? Or I'll meet you at the corner of, of Hollywood and Vine. When? We know intuitively that space and time are conjoined, even if you don't think actively about it. Space and time were always together, like beans and rice. Ooh. It just took Einstein to show us. Hey. That's a fundamental property of the cosmos. Wow. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, this is a Kyle uh, Sakial. Sakial. Where in the known universe would you experience extreme time dilation? Ooh. Ooh. Several places. Near the surface of a black, near the event horizon of a black hole. Extreme time dilation there. Near the surface of a black hole, you, time will go so slowly for you that the entire future history of the universe unfolds before your eyes. That is perhaps the most serious time dilation that exists. So avoid black holes. Next, <laughs> one more. Okay. You know, one, we got Chris time Cubbles. for one more. Chris Couples. Oh, here we go. Lord Couples, at Lord Couples Twitter. Could gravitational bleeding from other dimensions be what we call dark matter? That is my favorite explanation for what dark matter could be, but I'm told, I've had this conversation with folks, it's unlikely only because it would have to bleed in a higher dimension out of the other universe. And if you bleed in a higher dimension, it drops off much faster than one over R squared. Gravity, gravity drops off as one over R squared, it would drop off as one over R cubed. So that means to feel it in another universe, it would have to be really, 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 really strong in the adjacent universe for while it's dropping off as one over the distance cubed for you to feel it in the adjacent universe. So if that were the case, then dark matter would just be ordinary matter harassing matter in our universe. It'd be ordinary matter in a parallel universe harassing us. Harassing us. I'd have no other way to account for that. To Molesting? <laughs> no, just harassing. with? Harassing. Okay. It's bothering. Bothering. It's I got my planet. I got my star. I got my gravity. Being a dick. And now there's more gravity. I gotta now mess with. I don't know where it's coming from. What it's about. Why are you messing with me this way? Why are you messing with me? Why are you messing with me? Punching the face. <laughs> if, harassing me, man. If I could find you. If, if I, I could. Find you. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Godfrey, we got to call this. We got to we got to land this plane. Uh, this you, awesome. Godfrey, thanks for being on Star Talk. Thank you. I Dude, hope I come back again. I'm it's glad you slipped this into your schedule. You're, you're on your way to California. I'm on my way to California. You got some gigs that you'll talk yeah, about in gigs, another time. Another time. All right. Yes. In another space time. Another space time. <laughs> Fantastical. <laughs> Fantastical. <laughs> there you go. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. This has been Star Talk. And as always, I bid you to keep looking up.